In this episode, I want to talk a little bit about burnout because it's definitely something I've been noticing that an increasing number of people are talking about online. And I'm hearing from my friends and the people that I work with and, and some of my clients. So I want to take a moment and and share some of what I've been experiencing and some strategies that I think will help anyone who's experiencing burnout either avoid it or recover from it. This is Invincible Career, and I'm Larry Cornette. You know, a few weeks ago, I noticed that I was feeling completely burned out. And I don't often talk about, you know, my struggles or feelings that I may have of anxiety or feelings of depression. Because in my role as a coach, you know, a leadership coach and a career coach, I try to maintain an upbeat attitude to help my clients feel positive and energized, you know, to conquer their personal challenges. But uh, yeah, today I'm going to open up a bit and be more vulnerable than I normally feel comfortable doing. I'm going to lower the walls and admit that the burnout has been hitting me pretty hard. And this has been going on uh, for a few weeks, I guess. Um, maybe, maybe a month or two, I don't know kind of lost track. And I'm sharing this because I think many of you listening might be feeling this way too. I've been reading about it. I've been reading about a lot of folks feeling burned out after everything we've been through. So I'm, I want to share some information and some advice that, that might help. So for me, I mean, the symptoms, they started adding up. And uh, I just couldn't ignore it any longer. I was, I was feeling down for days on end, sometimes, you know, for over a week. And I'd have like, you know, a good afternoon or I'd go for a hike and it was a, it was a decent day, but then I'd crash again for uh, many more days. And my energy levels dropped. I just felt exhausted all the time. And that's not normal for me. You know, it used to be in the old days in my corporate life. <laughs> Oh boy, did I feel exhausted, but, uh, you know, that's been a long time. That's been over 11 years. So this isn't normal for me. You know, I, I was still forcing myself to exercise because that helps me and it, it, it helped a little, but it didn't lift my mood like it used to. And I just didn't feel motivated to work the long hours that I normally do. And I normally work, I don't know, 12, 13 hour days. You know, I'm running my own business and in kind of multiple businesses. And, you know, I don't work 12, 13 hours straight. I kind of blend my work and life, but I work pretty long. Just wasn't feeling motivated to do that. And I wasn't feeling hopeful. I was struggling to be creative and trying to do my journaling and writing and just found that I kind of had stopped caring about the future. And it just, all seemed kind of blank and empty. So I finally had to admit that what I was experiencing was burnout. And it had been a long time since I've experienced this. And I'll talk about that later, but that's what it that's what it is. And some of it is related to work stress. That's normal, I guess, when you're running your own business. But I think much of it is connected to how 
how long we've had to live under these crazy conditions, all the stuff with the pandemic and the economy and everything uh, for over a year now. So, I mean, if, if this situation, the pandemic and what's been going on has left you feeling burned out too, you're not alone. And it's not just, it's not just me. 62% of people that were surveyed in the fall of 2020, people that were managing or struggling to manage their workload said they had experienced burnout often or even extremely often in the previous three months. 85% said their well-being had declined as well. And I've linked some of this in the newsletter. So if you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, this is issue 273, Are You Experiencing Burnout? You can find some of these links to this research and the surveys. The World Health Organization has gone so far as to include burnout in the 11th revision of the International Classification of Diseases. <laughs> as an occupational phenomenon. And this is how they define it. Burnout is a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. It is characterized by three dimensions, feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion, increased mental distance from one's job or feelings of negativism or cynicism related to one's job, and reduced professional efficacy. Sounds familiar. And I've been listening to people talk about this, you know, in my community, on Twitter, you know, Facebook and other places. <clears throat> and the people who are willing to talk about it and share their feelings have been saying things like, yeah, I'm definitely facing more mental health challenges than usual. Or I haven't been able to keep up with my physical fitness. I'm so lonely, I never see my friends anymore. I feel like this past year has set my career back. I'm in financial trouble. I'm worried about making ends meet. There's just so much uncertainty that I feel constantly anxious. And I'm worried about my future. That all sounds a lot like people who are feeling burned out. And there are many symptoms of burnout. And you can attribute them to some some of them to other problems, but, you know, it's, it's possible to have frustration and irritability that could be related to burnout, or maybe you just work with a bunch of jerks. You know, it's entirely possible where you work for a bad boss. And so you're feeling that way. However, I think that this is the difference when it gets concerning and you have to do something about it. And one is that the feelings of emptiness and hopelessness persist. They persist for weeks or even months. So this isn't like a bad day or a bad week. It's going on and on and on. Um, the second, your career is at risk. Due to this lack of motivation and inability to focus and inability to perform, that lingering exhaustion and that cynicism. And then finally, this one, it's concerning. I mean, you just stop caring. You stop caring about anything and, and you stop taking care of yourself. And that's, that's the big difference is that you're not feeling anxious. You're not feeling stressed anymore. You just, you feel empty. You have apathy. You just have stopped caring. You're totally burned out. And we often talk about burnout as being something that you can, 
personally feel and therefore you must personally address. You know, hey, take a vacation, do more yoga. However, according to research, burnout has six main causes and those causes don't point to it being a personal problem that you can completely fix on your own. One is an unsustainable workload. Two is a perceived lack of control. Three, insufficient rewards for effort. Four, lack of a supportive community. Five, lack of fairness. And then six, a mismatched values and and skills. It's not entirely fair, I guess, to point at employers as the sole cause of the problem. The global pandemic certainly contributed to a large amount of our stress and anxiety going back into early 2020. I mean, things kind of started getting crazy around March. But how employers manage the crisis and their business operations did play a role in either making things better or making them worse. And I wish that all employers would proactively take steps to recognize burnout and reduce the conditions that contribute to it. But, I mean, unfortunately, we know that's not going to happen. So what can you do? You can't just wait for them to do something. What can you do? How can you take care of yourself to prevent or recover from burnout if your employer is not going to take action and not going to help? Well, there are some steps you can take. I want to talk about those. Some are under your control, and they will personally help you. Others may require a discussion with your boss. And a few may require a change of environment. And I know that sounds drastic, but your health and well-being are important. And I know that's, that's easy for me to say, but I've been through it. Your health and well-being are more important than a job. And I'm familiar with making drastic changes in my life in response to burnout. I went through a pretty dark period and through burnout about five years ago when my my tech startup failed. And, you know, my quality of life, my family's quality of life had already been declining in the Bay Area. It already kind of been going downhill with crowding and traffic and just everything in the Bay Area wasn't great. And so when it failed, I was trying to figure out what to do and I couldn't face going back to a corporate tech job. I'd already been doing that you know, for 17 plus years. And I did not want to go back to a long commute. I'd been driving two to three hours a day just to commute to work. And uh, yeah, I was, I was burned out. I was kind of tired of the whole thing, beyond tired. So we made a huge change. We sold our home. We moved away for a completely fresh start and I started a new business that, that really broke free from my past. It was, it was crazy. Um, in some ways, I, I kind of felt like I was the, the phoenix rising from the ashes. You know, it's like burn it all down and start over again. So some of the steps you can take. I mean, the first, probably the most important is to recognize the warning signs. I mean, we all experience some of the symptoms of burnout from time to time. You know, and that includes like fatigue, forgetfulness, depression, detachment, 
irritability, you know, apathy. It happens from time to time. However, there's a difference between a bad day or a bad week and things going on for weeks and months. That's, you know, the same before. If you are experiencing like a lot of these symptoms, and I link those in the newsletter, and you're experiencing them for a prolonged period of time, and you feel like you're just shutting down. You know, you're not kind of stressed out about it. You're just shutting down. Then you're on the path to burning out. You have to take action sooner rather than later. It's, it's easier, better to avoid total burnout than try to recover from it later. It's a lot harder to recover. So, I mean, the second thing you can do is make time to recharge and recover constantly. This can be daily. It can be weekly. You can't wait until you reach burnout and then try to fix it. So if you're in the early phases of what looks like it's going to turn into burnout, taking a break can help. You know, a weekend getaway can help. A short vacation, it may be what you need to kind of recharge your batteries and and hit things fresh. You know, it doesn't solve the root problems. So whatever it was that got you into this condition of starting to burn out, it's not solved by by you going away on a vacation. You just feel a little bit better. And it helps you recover enough to go back and then dive into addressing those issues so that you don't feel like you're going to burn out again later. One of the most important things you can do is find support. Find the necessary support. If you're already experiencing really serious burnout and you need help right now, there are online therapy resources. There's Talkspace. Seven Cups is another great one. BetterHelp. And I link those as well. And that, you know, that's getting some serious help because, you know, you're, you're not feeling like you can continue. However, sometimes all you need to know is that you're not alone. It helps to commiserate with peers who are experiencing the stress and the anxiety and maybe even the early signs of burnout too. Talk with others who can help you work through your feelings and discuss potential solutions. Maybe other people have solutions for the problems that you're facing. I mean, the, the members of my career accelerator community have said that our weekly meetings, you know, we have them a video chat for about an hour every week, that it's been a lifeline. It's been really helpful during a pandemic. Um, we support each other. We provide advice and feedback and guidance And, you know, we have informal fun too. You know, it's not all like completely talking about career stuff. We just help each other laugh when it's been a bad week. You know, we've all been there. We understand and we support each other and we're always there for each other. So it's been super helpful. One of the important things that some of the research found is that having a sense of purpose helps. It really does. And it can definitely make your work feel more meaningful. There will always be times that work will be stressful and there's going to be times you feel overloaded. But you can often get through it when you know that what you're working on matters. And I know I've certainly experienced this during my career. There were times that I felt like what I was doing was pointless 
And that later was proved to be true. It was pointless. (laughs) uh, Working on a project that seemed pointless and then it would get canceled after six weeks or six months. Um, So when I was working like really long hours and dealing with tons of stress, feeling like it was all pointless only made it worse. But there were also times that I knew that my work mattered. And I was excited about what we were launching and building. The hours were crazy. I remember this. This this was my time at Apple, I remember. The workload was heavy, but in the end, I was really proud of what we created. That sense of purpose carried me through so that even though I was really tired and exhausted and working too much, I wasn't burned out. I didn't feel hopeless and helpless. Now, if your job never gives you that sense of purpose, that's concerning. Finding a role where you feel like your work matters is a really good investment of your time and energy. It's worth, it's worth finding that. A big cause of burnout is workload. So controlling your workload is one way to address the issue. An unsustainable workload, just you just can't keep doing it. And if it's happening to you, you need to address it really soon. Unfortunately, most of us aren't in full control of our workload, right? <laughs> That's the nature of work and working for someone else. So that means that you need to have a conversation with your manager. And that's uh, one of the steps that I'm recommending is that you, you have to communicate with your manager. I hope you're one of the lucky few people, and it is few people, who have an amazing manager. If so, the, just don't be shy about scheduling some time to meet with your manager and discuss how you're feeling. A good manager will want to help you avoid burnout. They really will. Smart ones do. So share how you're feeling, what you think is contributing to the causes. It could be your workload. It could be you're not getting the support you need. Maybe you feel like you don't have control over a project. Be prepared with some ideas for how to address the issues and how to fix the problems and get the support you need. Communicate with your manager. And even if you don't have a great manager, which is probably a lot of people, you still need to have the conversation. If you don't, and the situation continues to be unacceptable, you're going to burn out. You will. I mean, it's, it's inevitable. It's not an easy conversation. It's not a fun conversation. But you need to set some boundaries for your own good. And that's my next recommendation, is to set limits and boundaries. I mean, we are a physical, biological creature. And like any machine, we will break down if we're always being pushed beyond our limits. If you're working too many hours, dealing with too much stress, and living with too much anxiety, it's just not sustainable. And everybody's different. And different things will make people feel differently. And one thing that could stress me out doesn't stress you out. So identify your limits. You know, know when you need to take time to take care of yourself and to recover. And this is every day. 
I found that I have to, I have to address this in a small way every single day. Otherwise it builds up. If I push myself and I take no breaks and set no limits and have no boundaries day after day after day, the weekend isn't enough to recover. It's just not enough. So you have to think about this as a daily kind of ritual. And I've learned that I do. I need my personal rituals, the ways I get up and make coffee and journal every single morning. That helps me a lot. And the habits that I have to stay healthy and sane, you know, making time for exercise every single day. I had to fight for that. I had to fight for that as an employee. I've had to fight for that as a consultant and running my own business. There were always demands trying to steal that time, and I know I need it. And I know things like having dinner with my family every night are important to me. And I will not allow anyone, I don't care how important the client is, to schedule my time so I miss dinner with my family. So that's my limit. Those are my boundaries. And once you know what you want your boundaries to be, then you have to have that conversation with your manager Get the support you need to be healthy. And if they can't provide you with that support, then it might be time to look for a better company, one that has a better culture and a place where you can have a better boss. Another important step you can take is to connect with friends and family. Your friends and family provide a different type of comfort and support beyond what a supportive community might give you or a therapist might provide. Just the conversations, the the fun, the laughter, the people you're most at ease with, it gives you a welcome break from the stress of work. And while it may be difficult, it does help to set a time every evening when you just, you're done, you're done with work. This is especially important now that many of us are working from home. We're working remotely. There are, there are no boundaries. <laughs> you don't leave work and drive home. Uh, it's, it's there. And so you have to set a time to put away your laptop, to ignore work messages and email and Slack messages and everything, and spend some time with your friends or your loved ones. You have to set boundaries. And I had to start this practice like 13 years ago. It was, a, it was a problem many years ago, long before all of this. I found that if I didn't, work would consume all of my waking hours. I mean, I could work 24-7 and not ever be done. That's just the way it is. So I had to set those boundaries. I had to put away you know, work and, and my phone on the weekends. Otherwise, it completely ruined my weekends. And that was supposed to be time I'm spending with my family, and it's being ruined by work. And that, that happened a couple of times before I said, enough. I'm going to put away my work phone. At that time, I had a work phone, my laptop. And if that hurts my career, so be it. But this is not sustainable. This is not good for me, and it's not good for my family. A step that it's kind of interesting is that if you feel like you own your future, that can help with burnout. Taking control of your future, is, it's empowering. Planning your career puts you in the driver's seat instead of feeling like you're a victim that's trapped in this, this cycle of burnout when your job is a problem. 
And I'll tell a story. I mean, one of my clients was experiencing some serious burnout in their current job. We tried to improve the situation for several months and it just wasn't working. So we decided it was time to plan a whole new future and find him a better job. In the past month of interviewing and receiving offers, they've experienced a massively positive turnaround in their sense of empowerment and control of their future. Seeing how valued they are, how well they're going to be treated elsewhere has sparked entirely new hope. I mean, it's, it's been amazing to see. They no longer feel like they're waiting for something to happen to them. They are making things happen for them. And this all comes to, I, I guess, a bit of a recommitment to hope, to feeling hope. And it's not easy to escape that feeling that things are never going to get better. I've, I've been there. I've experienced it. It can feel so dark and hopeless. However, when you get help and you, you make a plan and you take action, things will get better, slowly but surely. It won't happen overnight, but you will see progress. And you will know that burnout won't last forever. You have to believe that there's light at the end of the tunnel. You have to know that it's possible to find a better environment where your well-being is important and your needs are respected. Having hope helps you hang in there until your efforts start to pay off and you start feeling good again. So how do you avoid future burnout? So a lot of these steps that I described can help you kind of ward off burnout if it's pending, it's starting to happen, or help you recover from burnout if you're experiencing it. But how do you avoid it in the future? You know, I think it's all about, you know, getting better at recognizing those early signs. So you see it quicker, you recognize it sooner, and you can catch it earlier and take action to avoid letting it happen at all, right? And if you take control of your current work experience and take ownership of your future path, your career path, you'll also be able to keep things from getting out of control again. That's why I talk about invincible career all the time. I want you to have an invincible career where you're in control. There's nothing better. There's nothing better than being in control of where you're going. And I know that sounds easier said than done, especially if you don't work in a great company culture or you don't have a supportive manager right now. But that means you have a tough decision to make. Do you let the problems persist and risk your health and happiness? Or do you make a big change and move on to a healthier environment? I had to make that second choice. I mean, it wasn't easy. It comes with its own stress and risks, of course. I mean, I am making a fraction of the income that I did before when I was living neck deep in the stressful corporate world as an executive. I gave up a lot of money to essentially buy back my freedom so I could live life on my own terms and work the way that I want to work. And I, it's not magical. I couldn't have a fraction of my income and stay where I was. You know, I, I would be homeless. <laughs> so to make it work, I had to dramatically lower my living expenses. That's why 
we sold our home. That's why we moved away and moved somewhere that's a lot more affordable. And then surprising benefit, it's a much better place to live. The quality of life's better. The recreational opportunities are better. I mean, I'm, I'm where I want to be. So it's kind of funny that I had to make it happen this way. But I know that my health and well-being are worth it. You know, this most recent burnout that I've been experiencing, it's not really due to my working experience. You know, I love running my own business. The source of that, I know, is the pandemic and the political climate in the U.S. If you're in the U.S., you know what I'm talking about. If you're not, you may have watched the news and it it was crazy last year. And I'm seeing all the stress that's placed on my children. That's, but that's why I'm feeling better now. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel with this global rollout of the vaccines. I see that it's going to come to an end. It's going to be finally, maybe never back to normal, but we're going to have a better life. And I'm already making new plans for my business and I'm considering international travel again, which I love. I've really missed international travel. So I have this renewed sense of purpose and hope and that makes all the difference. It really has. It's, it's helped pull me out of this burnout phase. So I want you to feel that too. I want you to feel that sense of control, purpose, meaning, and hope. Let me know how I can help. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you would like to follow upcoming releases of the show, please subscribe. And as always, I appreciate your ratings and reviews. Thank you. If you would like to learn more about Invincible Career and the podcast, you can visit InvincibleCareer.com. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an opportunity magnet for the best things in life.